If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When you're smiling, when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. When you're Stop your sight. Be happy again when you're smiling. The whole world smiles with you. Hello and welcome to the Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast. Well, we knew this fixture promised goals and, and entertainment. So if you were unaware of some of the numbers uh, since Leicester were promoted back to the Premier League. This fixture has produced 71 goals. In the last four games, it produced 23. However, lost, lost. Leicester had lost all of those four. So, yeah, whilst the goals were predictable, the result perhaps less so. But absolutely delighted with Leicester's 4-1 victory over Spurs at the weekend. And do you know what? It could have been even more if VAR and, and offsides were, were what they were. Harvey Barnes done an absolute stinker there. But Leicester, absolutely outstanding. Going to really enjoy this next hour. Um, and that music there, of course, we everyone, everyone knows what that is when you're smiling. Jersey Bud. And uh, Jersey's going to join us a little bit later on in the podcast. I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to come in about 20 or so minutes time. But before that, we've got the band back together. We've got Jordan, we've got Jack, and we've got Rick. Um, Jack, we'll start with you, mate, because, of course, still out there in Oz. The commitment is commendable. You've only had a few hours sleep, but you've got up the crack of dawn to to join us so um yeah thanks for that mate how are you doing uh yeah i'm all right thanks uh i'm aware i may sound dreadful because i've managed to have a cold in the last week as well so apologies about my voice uh but yeah i'm all right uh i'm i'm now in sydney i've had i think probably about five hours sleep uh and now i've been rudely awoken to (laughs) to come and talk to you boys but it's an absolute pleasure to be here from so far away so uh so yeah nice to see you all looking forward to hearing about your weekends oh into the the final stretches now in, in terms of your your trip out there yeah I'm back. I'm back i fly back next monday so a week today so yeah we've got a final week in sydney because my wife is working out here so that's good and then i fly back we fly to Perth, I think, next Monday, and then we're back from there. So, so yeah, but Perth's good because actually the Man U game, I think, is at 2 p.m. next Sunday, which means I should be able to watch it. I nice. think it's an eight-hour difference in Perth. I've lost track of time. But, yeah, I should be able to watch that at a reasonable hour and actually get some sleep as opposed to a man that currently is not getting a huge <laughs> amount of sleep. Well, look, mate, it's very much appreciated. Um, Jordan, how are you, mate? Um, I, I can only presume... 
as happy as the, as the rest of us. It was it was brilliant, wasn't it, yesterday? Yeah, happy as Larry, mate, back from Bilbao. Managed to watch the game um, in a dodgy Irish bar with loads of uh, rugger buggers watching the Six Nations. <laughs> um, listened to the podcast on the way back. And then, I, do you know what? Yesterday, I was... Um, first time I've been really looking forward to watching us this season and we didn't disappoint. Um, been cock-a-hoop all day and had the Tete song in my head all day as well. So... Um, there finally is a bit of light at the end of the tunnel, it looks like, after what's been a another difficult few months. But I think everyone now is, you know, I didn't I, I didn't think I'd be saying I can't wait for us to go to Old Trafford on Sunday. Yeah, I think we're going to give them a real game. And, uh, you know, then Blackburn in the FA Cup all of a sudden is looking a bit more tasty and we're looking like we could end up in another quarterfinal. So it's um, it's looking good for once after, uh, like I say, after a few dodgy, dodgy games. Yeah, it, it absolutely is that that month after the World Cup, those results weren't good. You know, it, it really wasn't. And we were dreading this run of fixtures, but we, we've got two wins so far. And as you said, Jordan, it just means now that, that going into games against Man United and Arsenal, we've we've got reason uh, to be optimistic. Um, we now introduce Rick Flair. But Rick, before we uh, speak to you again, we've got some rest of theme tunes. Um, and this, this, mate, is my favourite. This one is pretty much for me. Um, I don't even like wrestling. But this is absolutely epic. (laughs) Oh, man, I think it's absolutely... Fucking epic. Uh, that is Shinsuke Nakamura. Rick, are you aware of this man's work? No. Uh, I was the only yeah. one I would recognise as probably The Undertaker or Ultimate Warrior. Um, but no, that's a bit niche for me, but very good. I like it. Mm, he's, he's currently wrestling. Uh, I've got a mate uh, who's absolutely obsessed with it. And I remember years ago, he, he, he sent me that. Um, and his his literally his entrance his walk on goes on for about ten minutes. He's got someone in the in the ring playing violin to that as he comes out doing his thing. And uh, yeah, it's 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 quite remarkable. And uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, and as Jack correctly pointed out, that is also um, a footballer, the former Celtic man. But it's it's definitely not the same person. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> no, yeah, do you remember him? The There's a wrestler and a footballer, not the same person. <laughs> but anyway, Rick, mate, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Jake. Yeah, as uh, as Jordan says, I mean, once you get a result like that, the weekend takes care of itself, doesn't it? I mean, two weekends on the spin, we've not had it ruined by the football. It's uh, yeah, it's it's hassy end of days at the minute, and um, we need to enjoy it because it's been a rough winter, um, and yeah, just just brilliant. Um, I, I sort of joked yesterday. I, I actually think yesterday might have been our best performance under Brendan Rodgers and I mean I'm I'm not saying that uh, and taking that lightly because yes we've beaten Southampton 9-0 and there's been some unbelievable results but I just thought yesterday was to a man we were just so much better than them we absolutely buried them Um, and maybe maybe I'm a little bit punch drunk I have had a few to drink actually this afternoon but um, yeah we, we we were we were brilliant yesterday and yeah the weekend's been been very nice 
Yeah, no, it is funny you say that. Um, and it's it's back-to-back mentions to my brother, actually, because he said the same thing to me, Rick. He says, is that the best performance by Leicester under Brendan Rodgers? I, I would need to think about it. and I'd have, I need to sit down. But, I mean, there's there's no getting away from the fact it was a, an absolutely amazing performance. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so that, everybody, was a quick blast of Blossom Charlemagne. Jordan, do you want to explain why that just happened? Yeah, because Jack, I don't think Jack gets Jack won't know about this. There's a confused look no on his idea. face. Uh, to be honest, the last that five really minutes confused. have not made a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, Jordan, <laughs> but, explain why on earth I'm going to keep on doing that throughout this episode. Um, I'm sure many people picked up on it but before, <laughs> before Madison scored the <laughs> second goal. For some reason, Blossoms just started playing just before he was about to shoot and it was about two seconds. I'm amazed that he didn't put him off or he didn't miss. Did well, didn't he? And, and then blamed the the, um, the PA system. Uh, but match of the day edited out, which made me laugh. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely well, On the tannoy, it played out. Yeah, it played on the tannoy. so loud. So we, oh. we don't know. We don't know why or who's responsible. I'd imagine somebody was obviously in the in in, in that area, Brandon kind of getting in the system. Well, I think they were probably getting ready to play some music at half time, but didn't realise maybe that the fader or the mic was live and quickly panicked. But we were saying, imagine if That's they amazing. hadn't realised and it played for a few seconds longer, oh. and either the goal got disallowed because of the music or Madison missed because of the music. I mean, you, if you were that person responsible, you'd feel a, a right idiot, wouldn't you? Does. <laughs> Does anyone remember last season? I can't remember which game it was, but there was like some child screaming on the tannoy for like most of the first half. I think it was it, against it Napoli. It rings a bell, yeah. It does. Yeah, it was really bell. random. Yeah, yeah I can't remember bell. what they were saying, but yeah, it was it was very strange. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so there's going to be some and, and and congratulations to anyone by the way who did beat the intro and did know what that music was because there were people sat behind me who heard it but thought it was like a siren or something or other. But yeah, Jordan and myself have said that it definitely was Blossom. So congratulations if anybody else realised that, that that was the the two seconds of music you heard before Madison scored the second. Um, so Jordan, um, that point then what just Rick said about the the best performance under Rogers, it's it's I mean it's 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 pretty difficult to compare to to some of. But the point being is is it, that really is right up there, isn't it? You know, to a man, you, you look around and. Everyone was outstanding. Yes, yeah, Spurs lost. Yes, yeah, Spurs weren't great, but that's that wasn't the result. Wasn't that because Spurs played badly? We we were that good on the day. We really were, weren't we? Yeah, I mean, like we were chatting before, Jake. The narrative might be that Spurs weren't up to much, but that was because we were just so good. Some of the um, football was reminiscent of when Rogers first joined, um, and you know we could have had six or seven, I think, on another yeah. day. Definitely. And we 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 owed Spurs for the last few results against us. You know they've pasted as six two, uh, obviously the three two last year, six one at the King Power all those years ago, um, and it looked like the players had a real bit between the teeth. It looked like we were playing with a bit of swagger and a bit of confidence, and you know it's amazing what um, one win against Villa can do for the confidence and the three lads that have come in for seem to have lifted the whole place. Um, other than, you know, Castani nearly scoring one of the best own goals I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. uh, which I don't think was his fault. Ward came out, didn't do anything. Castani skillfully took it around him and then tried to pop it in the corner. Yeah, I thought that had um, gone in that. But that was probably their second best chance of the game. And um, Suter looked, looked like he slotted in comfortably. Mm. Yeah. Fez got booked early on and was magnificent after he that. Was. Um, yeah. Because he was treading the tightrope and he barely let Kane have a touch. Um, Christensen looks phenomenal. 
Um, I know it's early, but he looks like a complete athlete. Exactly what, um, what I can't remember the guy's name, you know, Jake, who came on the, po- the pod, um, the oh, Danish journalist. Yeah, uh, Klaus Eland. Klaus, Klaus, yeah. So exactly what he said. He can run mm. for days. Um, he was celebrating in the net when he somehow diverted one over the crossbar. Yeah. Um, you know, Tielemans was missing and Mendy came in and was sensational. Um, why he doesn't shoot more after seeing that, I don't know. Um, I mean, you could arguably say Tete was the quietest player in blue. Um, and I thought he he did what he did. I thought he did well, but he didn't have a huge effect on the game. And it seemed to me like Tottenham just focused on Tete and completely forgot about Harvey Barnes, the other side. Because it looked, like, again, like a weight was lifted off his shoulders. He was back to his best. Um, I'll save the best till last. Um, I thought Iheanacho was excellent, dropping deep. His goal was fantastic. Fantastic pass again for uh, Madison, given that Blossoms were blaring in his ear <laughs> and I was waiting for him to miss. But James Madison back in the team and what a player and what a lift. You can just see when he's on the pitch, everyone else just grows in stature. Yeah, And he makes us go from what's been a pretty poor uh, season, a pretty average side to a really top quality, dangerous side. And it's impossible not to get carried away. I, I'm so um, enthused for the rest of the season because if we can get that 11 out, you know, you've got still got Yori to come back. Yeah. We we can do something this season. This we, we're, What we played, 22? So yeah. yeah. And we could be in the quarterfinal of the Cup. There is still plenty to play for this year. Yeah, and look, mate, you're so right. And there's going to be so many things on this this episode we're probably not going to be able to cover. I mean, you mentioned about Fez. I thought he was absolutely brilliant, but we're not really probably going to get time to talk about him. Harry Suter was brilliant. Christiansen, you know, we haven't even mentioned or barely mentioned Papi Mendy yet. Ian Acho, Madison, Barnes, you know, everyone was was brilliant. Um, it was that good of a performance. And, you know, Jack, in many ways, everyone or many people turned up looking and hoping for some some tete magic, you know, with the Brazilian flags in the crowd. But what they did get initially was, was some magic from Mendy, wasn't it? I mean, that goal, my word, it's... Am I, am I right in saying it's his first goal for Leicester, first ever goal or first goal since 2015, but only his second ever uh, goal as a, a professional? On the basis of that strike, as Jordan says, he should be shooting more. Well, I don't know. If you've seen his other goal as well, that was quite good. Was so it? Clearly, seen, yeah, it was like a, I don't know, 30-yard screamer i mean he, ne- he never gets in the box um very very surreal so i sort of i was trying to wake up i slept through my alarm <laughs> so i missed the first half i turned my phone on at half time yeah loads of messages from you a voice note from rick and <laughs> i was like and, and i wasn't surprised that we were winning 3-1 but i was like surely mendy's not scored yeah yeah like, that can't have happened go back to sleep um but yeah i was like i must be dreaming um but he was he was brilliant. He was also making tackles like Kante as well. There was one in the second half where he I can't I think it's Kulusevski. Um a couple of times he, he nicked the ball off him brilliantly and he's not he's not famed for that. Um so yeah, he, he was very good. I mean, the cynic in me says there's six months left on his contract and he realizes he needs to find uh, another gig and he does seem to do quite well in the in the dying embers of of his contract. But um but yeah, uh, good debate on the last show about starting him, Jake. I think you were the only person in the entirety of the Leicester fan base that thought it was a good idea to start him ahead of Yuri. And mm. um, 
what do we know? Okay, uh, he was yeah, he was he was very very good, and 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 probably I, I was thinking actually maybe maybe it was a bit of a blessing in disguise that he did play because we needed that balance in the midfield. Yeah, so I do think we do. Um, yeah, interesting. Now what he would go and do next week? Because assuming Yuri's going to be fit. Yeah, we well, play Mendy again. Well, the thing is, Jack, um, as, as as we've said about how well everyone did play, and that maybe Tess had a quiet game. I did also think that Dewsbury Hall struggled at, at times. Um, you know, we we've mentioned how pivotal and important he is to this team, which I think that that Rogers does recognise with his intensity, etc. But I think maybe now with some other players that have come in that that do add that element, that maybe Dewsbury Hall isn't maybe as as vital as what he once was, and. I would be inclined, considering the performance of Mendy and that need for a defensive midfielder and the fact that Tielemans is likely to come back in, I think that, that Dewsbury Hall, if Tielemans is fit, may drop to the bench for United game. I don't know. I don't... He's playing, he's, plus, he's moved him to the right and mm. his, his left-footedness is becoming more and more apparent because he's very... Like he very literally passed it out of the pitch a couple of times yesterday. And I think overall he was okay. Yeah, yeah. Just maybe not at the same level the, as everyone else. The only, the only bit is, and and quality-wise, I think he struggles, but it just his energy. I think if you've got Yuri and Mendy as those two midfielders, I don't know, I've, I've got palpitations thinking about the Man U midfield running past him. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a tough one uh, to pick. And yeah, I don't know, we've got, we've got a bunch of very small midfielders if we play all them as well. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I... Uh, it's not me to choose, but it, it, again, it's a nice problem to have, I guess, that mm, we've actually got is. competition for places because we've not had that all year. Right. Well, we'll talk more in, in depth later on about what on earth that team should be for, for Man United. We will do. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, but look, as promised, um, delighted to say now we're, we're joined by Jersey Bud. Jersey, can you hear us, mate? I can hear you, mate. How are you? Yeah, we're really good. Yeah, we're really good. We just spent the last 20 minutes waxing lyrical about that game yesterday. Uh, I presume you you got to watch it and you enjoyed it as much as we did. I did. I was down there, mate. Yeah, yeah. I went there looking for um, my keyboard player, Andy. He had a spare ticket, so I sort of dropped on last minute. But for what a game to drop onto, eh? It was it was amazing, mate. Yeah, from the start, you can, you can tell. I know uh, the Tottenham goal, obviously a great corner, but uh, it, it sort of they got lucky, didn't they? But that was the only sort of the, the thing all game. We, we battered them and uh, the party went on well into the night for us boys. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, well, did it. What, what was what was your evening like then yesterday? Were you, were well, you gigging I mean, last night or was it literally celebrating and feeling a little bit tender all day today? No, nah, that's true. That's it. I know. We went to, <laughs> do you, do you, I don't know if you... We walked into town after the game with a few lads and uh, went to the Rutland and Derby. And then just... just and I said, everyone, the, the whole pub was just talking about the the uh, the game. It was, it was just the... the it was it was it was a great atmosphere in there. So obviously you feel obliged just to keep drinking and keep partying, <laughs> don't you? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's how it works, isn't it? Um, look, we we were talking about um the change that there's been in in the last few weeks, particularly with with the new signings, and you know we've all maybe struggled at times this year. You know, in terms of you know the performances haven't been great. But the last couple of weeks, Jersey must kind of give you uh, plenty of kind of optimism going forward for for the rest of the season that, that things are now starting to look up. Yes, absolutely, Jake. Yeah, I mean, I think um, well, uh, it's, everyone knows before the World Cup, we we sort of got some momentum back, and then for whatever reason, obviously the stop with the, with the World Cup um, stopping the season, we sort of lost momentum, and then we we haven't sort of been at the races everywhere. But it seems like the that fresh 
fresh, uh, freshen up with the squad. Then a few faces coming in, like you say, and and uh, and they're just sort of. And then Christensen yesterday looked looked amazing. Just it reminded me like a like a Fuchs. You know what you're going to get. No frills. Just just mm. steady defending. I mean, Luke. Nothing nothing against Luke Thomas, but he's just a bit more. He seems a bit steadier than Luke Thomas. Do you know what I mean? And it yeah. just reminded me. He'd do a job for you. Mendy was like outstanding. But uh, yeah, and uh, and also that the, the work rate and that um, that desire and intensity that Rogers goes on about all the time. That uh, that was back because I mean a few before at the start of the season I remember watching I think it was the Brighton game away and uh, you can just tell we've all, we've all played football and it was Saturday afternoon or Sunday morning and you know when you're going through the motions don't you, you sort of I'll go and close there left back down yeah and you're not really on it so that, but the, the the intensity and the running was like that started from Ian Acho as well that must I must admit yesterday he was on the he was on the money on the ball and uh, I think that's it was because once you if you, if you if nothing, you work hard, don't you? You you, you hassle anybody, and and uh, bar Messi and Ronaldo, I think every player in the world, not given any space at all, looks looks uh, just as average as the rest of us, really. I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rick on uh, Harry Suter. Um, we haven't really mentioned him, and I, I do want to talk about him quickly. He yeah. went under the radar a little bit against Villa, probably because of the own goal. Not really any fault of his own. But Christensen played really well and, and Tay was was outstanding. But I thought Suits yesterday was was brilliant. And he's, he's exactly kind of what we've been missing in terms of that presence. And what I like about him, right, is that he just does his job. And he knows what his job is. You know, win your headers, win the ball, and then just give it to the, the man next to you, right? But at the same time, every now and again, he'll then switch it, ping it, 30, 40 yards. So you know that he's got that in his locker if he needs it. But he don't try that unless the ball is on. The rest of the time, he just does his job. You know, and there's a few times where he was winning headers, you know, from corners and, and that kind of thing. I think he's got the makings, mate, of, of being a, a bit of a cult hero. I, I really do. Yeah. I think he's just going to get better. I, I can see that, the, the progression within him. I think we've unearthed another real gem there. And I said this in the WhatsApp group, all three signings, Tete, Christensen and Suter, when you look at the combined money we've spent on them, I think that the club have done remarkably well in that January transfer window when there was a huge amount of pressure on them, not just to bring bodies in, but but wants to improve the team right now. And they fucking nailed all three, didn't they? Absolutely. I mean, I, I did say last month that we had to ace the transfer window and we probably need to do the same in the summer and possibly, you know, the next couple after that because we've got so many players to replace. Uh, but Suter, I mean, I'm glad you said that, Jake, because I did want to talk about him. He probably, you know, is less down on the list of standout performers yesterday who's going to take the headlines. But I was so impressed with him, even though Fass had his best game in a long while. Mm. You know, that tackle that Fass did for the, to come through to Iheanacho for Madison's goal. But Suter was doing the same. You know, he was coming out and like getting the ball. Kane didn't get a sniff. He was just closing everything down. And if he wasn't playing simple passes, calm and composed, he was then switching the play. I mean, he got the assist, didn't he, for Iheanacho's, which was, it was not like, I wouldn't say he, he deliberately meant it, but it was a ball into space for Iheanacho to run onto. Um, and it just, it, everything seems to be working, doesn't it? And momentum can be everything. Um, you can make signings and them not work straight away, and then it, it's on back. But they've hit the ground running, all three of them. Suter just looks, yeah, he looks a cult hero in the making. Whether it's yeah. him wearing that 15 shirt and him looking like Maguire in that first season <laughs> that he, you know, really did well for us, I don't know. But I love him. And uh, I do love how they're doing all the Australian bit and then you hear him 
yeah. he had that interview with Mark Schwartz in the week, and then he's got the broadest Scottish accent. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I, t- I, t- I tell you what, we need now because Jordan says I've, he's got the Tete song in his head. We haven't got one yet for Christiansen and, and Suter. I mean, maybe Rick and Jersey, you can combine and, and do us a couple of songs. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, well what's the, remind me, what's the Tete one? I was trying to. Uh, what's the Tete one? Well, Come I, on, George. Knows, knows that one? George, do, you, got it. do you really want me to sing? Yes, it with we do. Well, let's, let's, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's the um, you know the San Lorenzo tune in Argentina, and it's Oh Mateus Tete, Oh Mateus Tete. <laughs> Let's all do the Samba down Filbert way. He's oh. the best you've ever seen, better than Pele. Are you on the lookout football. jersey for any backing singers, mate? Well, I wasn't. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. But now, yeah, come to say, now, Jordan, you're in, mate. You're in. <laughs> in, 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 uh, in typical English football style, it has to be somewhere 200 miles an hour. That's right. Um, I, I, I still can't get the uh, the what's the one the. The Pats and Dakar. I still can't work out the Pats and Dakar. Just it's just he called from Zambia. I, 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 I can't even work it out. I went down against the forest and we beat them four. I thought I was at the back near the near the Union FS and I thought, well, I still can't work out. Just you just bounce up and down it. You're like oh, the Pats and Dakar. It's great. It's great. Wonderful. It, 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 it's Shakira, isn't it? It was the World Cup song from was it 2010. It's called Wacka Wacka Jersey. Maybe we can do a cover of that one. And, okay, uh, well, okay, well, I'll, I'll get on it. I'll get the kids to Google that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the music. I know that, that Rick and, and Jordan have both got some stories and, and anecdotes they want to share with you, Jersey. But I mean, it, I know it's a really obvious question, but when you're smiling, right, when that is played before kickoff and you're in the stadium, what does that feel like, mate? Yeah, yeah, amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm in the first. All them years ago, I think it was back in about ten years ago. I think uh, when the when the uh, the club saw media approached me to do it, and and, and it was the, I think Mark, Nigel Pearson was down. So yeah, it was all great. Had the players in the in the studio, but when you heard it for the first time in the stadium, it sort of made your hair stand up on the back of your neck. Yeah, real goosebump moment. Do you know what I mean? And even yesterday, sort of coming into the ground at five to three, just nipped into the toilet and it's blasting out the uh, yeah. the um, on, on the and the, and the speaker system. Yeah, because obviously. Because then you get all the, who's this bastard? Who's this? Who's that? Like, yeah, you have to go like, nodding like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you ride on next to, who's singing in? Run the rubbish. Yeah, okay, mate. All right, pal. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's amazing, mate. Yeah, obviously, we're all City fans. So it's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's a massive, uh, massive thing. I mean, got, I've got to thank PSV Eindhoven for that. And obviously, the great win over there. Because they sort of reinvented it, really. But I mean, it was not, nobody. I didn't. I didn't think anyone cared about it. Really. I mean, that's it, no problem at all. It was a bit of fun when we did it, but obviously when they were flying in Europe last year, last season, it sort of it, uh, got a bit easier. Do you know what I mean? So it sort of took off. And I always thought it was a bit of a curse. I was talking to Neil Plum, the uh, yeah. you know the, the photographer, Plummy, and I said he said I rang him up the other week for something else. He went, "We ain't won since we started playing your song again." And I went, "Oh, I know what he's saying. It has been it has been mentioned before." So I'm glad we battered Spurs yesterday. Yeah, it, made it, all, it was a great day. Mm. And, and and I'll be honest, Jersey. Obviously, I've been going to, to Leicester for years and years, and I've always known um, this song and its 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 kind of relevance to to the club and, and the fact that you did it. But when I downloaded the song today to to play into into the show, I, I'll be honest, I didn't realise that you did the song with the team back in 2009, 2010. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah. So how did that come about? And what was that it like? Was, 
Yeah, it was it was it was Saw Media. I don't I, don't, I think Dean Eldridge from Saw Media. They they used to do the the program. Uh, I think they sorted out that. I don't. I'm not too sure if they're in there now. Um, they approached me to do uh, to do it, and it was when I think we lost. To, well, I think it was the Kermagan. Was it the Kermagan um, when he did that crazy penalty? That's sort of. Yeah. I'm sure it was that that year, Jake. When and um, but we had yeah, the, Paul Gallagher and Richie Wellens and Stevie Howard. They were great crack, and the rest of the boys were. And then uh, they came in the studio in um, it was Kasabian's studio in in. Um, and El Shilton, and then, and then and then they all come in. They were good as gold, yeah. In and out, and the Birch came. Obviously, you got nowhere out of the Birch, do you? And uh, I see it was, it was great fun. I mean, I, I don't, uh, yeah. I mean, and then and Paul Gallagher and Wellens actually, and Stevie Howard actually came and see me when I was touring up in Manchester up there. So like that, they followed me around. He loves his music. Paul Gallagher does. Yeah, I was, was going to say he, he does play, doesn't he? That was in the back of my head. He play guitar. I, I've never heard him play guitar. I've never, I've never heard him play. I'm not too mm. sure, but I mean, uh, I, know, I know he does love his music, mate. Yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, um, mm. yeah, a lot of them do. A lot of them, a lot of them fancy themselves as singers, don't they? <laughs> yeah, who, who, the who, who does fancy themselves a bit? The singer from from that squad back then. Uh, well, it was Gallagher, the, Paul Gallagher. He, he was, he was the one. Uh, he was the one at the front. If you see all the photos, him and Wellens were at the front, right near the right near the plummy, the photographer and. Uh, just sort of, I think he wanted to get his uh, face in in the on the on the photos and things like that. Bit of limelight, mm. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I, I remember that, yeah, because it was what was his name? Was it Wayne Brown, the defender? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 so yeah, it, it, yeah. That it, it was on East Midlands Today or something, and it was um, it, like, yeah, that singer's all right, and he's all right. Yeah, he's got a decent voice to be fitting. <laughs> that's, that's that's a bit again. That's I thought where they, that's up there with Noel Gallagher talking about me. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, stick, stick, stick that on the album cover. Oh, Wayne Brown. I'll, tell the, I'll tell the kids about that. Yeah, that's it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, talking of um, big name uh, singers, um, Rick, I think you've got a bit of a, a question story for for Jersey, haven't you, mate? Yeah. So Jersey, hello, mate. Um, hello, man. I've got a, I've got a bit of a. We're going to put you on the spot. Go Can on. you remember what were you doing on July the tenth, two thousand and nine? No, I've got no idea. But that was around about the album was coming out, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> Somerset House, London. You played oh, the, the enemy. Um, yeah, and uh, Reverend of the Makers. I was That's thinking it. earlier when Jack. Yeah, I I um I came to see you. Did you really? Yeah, I did, mate. Yeah, I even me missus even had a picture taken with you, um, which I was trying to find. I was going to stick it in the WhatsApp. <laughs> I can't find it. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I was trying to delete it. I was trying to keep. No, well, the weird thing, well, it was my birthday, but I Googled it earlier because uh, I couldn't remember whether it was my birthday or another day. And the article said that the support act Jersey Bud uh, outshadowed the enemy and the reverend and the maker. So there you go, pal. You uh, were the you were the main main man that night. Well, that very I, mean, I know I know we ended up on a on a boat and uh, and a party boat and um, the enemy. They were playing. They were supporting Oasis and, and Kasabian at Wembley the next day. Yeah, and uh, I, I went to that one. But we, I mean, I left that party with my manager and a couple of others. About, I mean, it, it was early hours. Let's say one o'clock, two in the morning. And Tom Clark from the Enemy was still on the boat. Like he was with uh, a few celebrity Big Brother people, the girls. And yeah. then I found out I had a gig, I had a festival down in Guildford. I think Guildford Guildfest next day. And it turned out my manager rang me. He said, 
he's not turned up. He's basically just got, he's got a sore throat. We say, looked all right this morning about two o'clock when I left him. <laughs> but it, I mean, imagine like, imagine ringing in sick with that gig at Wembley. Can't be can't be asked to do that. Yeah. But uh, I thought right. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, left him on the boat, and that's Somerset. It was some place that was. Yeah, yeah. Really, really I've done some nice yeah, venues good. over the years. Don't get me wrong, I've done some some holes as well. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. But yeah, it's, it's, not, it's lovely to be reminded about about that. Yeah, the kids don't believe me. You see, the kids don't. The kids don't believe me. <laughs> and Jersey George? mate, yeah, Jersey mate. I, I won't be able to do this story justice, but I'm hoping you remember it. Um, I wasn't actually there, but my mate says he played Saturday football against you once. Yeah. And, uh, I can't remember whether it was you or or one of their lads, but he said horrible tackle went in. And, uh, you know, it all kicked off, 22 lads piling in and yeah. a few like little digs going in and whatnot. And uh, I think you got me mate or he got you or something and he goes, fuck off, mate. You look like Jersey Bud. And you, you went, <laughs> well, that's because I am fucking Jersey Bud. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone just started laughing. He said it just diffused the whole thing. The ref was pissed right. himself. Yeah, that that, mate. <laughs> we, we, Do you remember we, we, that? Well, vaguely. I mean, I've, listen, I'm not being a, not being bad, but we've had a couple of. 22 man brawls, yeah, and people are like fans. Yeah, I, I, do, I do, I do, I do. I can't remember who it was against, so, but but vaguely remember that. Now, you, again, I forgot about that. But there was one, the one particular one, and uh, we played. I played for the St Pat's vet. Uh, well, the St Pat's first team a couple of years ago. And uh, it was Gypsy Laneway in Leicester, and and then uh, the, we played Houghton. Like, we're getting battered about five 0 and I, I'm, I'm at the centre back, so I've, I've took all the all, all the brunt of, brunt of it. And the kids, the kids showboating. You've got the hairband on and ponytail, all that sort of Beckham esque. Well, he's running to the corner flag, and we're five 0 down. I thought I've just got to hammer him. I've just got. I've just literally just saw me my bosh. I'm six foot four. <laughs> I thought he's, he's going down. He's going. He's going to the corner flag. He's facing the corner flag. Anyway, hit him. Anyway, a bit of, bit of whatever. Don't worry about it. My own, my own fault. So we're in Krakow. Me, me and my wife and a few others went for my birthday last, last September. And sure enough, because in the square in Krakow, and, and, the, and the lads went like, I sat down, the lads went, are you Jersey? I went, well, I, ain't, I ain't that famous, but yeah, 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 I am, mate. Yeah, who's that? Yeah. He says, you you, you, you actually, um, I think the one you were, you batted me, mate, in the corner flag. I said, I remember, I remember. I remember that, that, was, that was our opening gambit. It's not, not about my music or anything like that. It was just yeah. like, you, you having my major football. And that's what I'm good for, really. Now. I was just, I was a, years ago, I was a big striker, big target man. But the slower, the slower and older you get, you just work, mm. your, way, work your way back to retirement, don't you, really? So I'm, I'm at centre-back at the minute. So you're still playing? I ain't going in goal because my eyes ain't very good. So... It's his retirement after this one. <laughs> yeah, mm. but, but yeah, you, you're still playing. Yeah, what? What locally? Yeah, that's still the, the St Pat's vets. Yeah, yeah. over for over thirty fives, and um, yeah, I, I do. I play in the centre midfield for that, but I, I can just about get away with that. But I try and keep myself fit enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's All it. Right, do you do you boys play? Um, yeah, I'm still playing. George's still playing. Jack and Rick, I don't think so. No, uh, not for a long time now. No. no. No, nah, me, me and me and George, but yeah, we're we're what, only a couple of years away oh. ourselves from going into the vets now, aren't we, mate? Both thirty-three. I might be able to play up front for the vets, so yeah, something to look forward to. Well, if you, we need a striker, mate, we need a striker definitely for the pass. <laughs> yeah, all, all, you, all you have to do to qualify is um, well, my mum's Irish, you see, she was born in Ireland, but I'm sure if you can spell Dublin and just been through had a drink of Guinness, you're in. That's about yeah. it. That's about, that's about it, mate. Yeah. It sounds very appealing. Um, mate, we'll, we'll, we'll let you go in a couple of moments' time, but literally um, back to Leicester for, for a couple of minutes' time. So, um, 
with the rest of the season now, six points clear of, of the relegation places, are you starting to, to look up now or, or still kind of a little bit wary of, of what's happening behind us? Um, yeah, what, what are your hopes now for the rest of the season? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I, I think I'm mid, mid-table. I uh, hope we don't get dragged back into a relegation uh, fight, but, which I don't think we will. So mid-table and... Um, I think that'll do this season. I mean, it's, it's been a, I mean, obviously that's a conversation for another time. Sort of how it how it's gone, how it's gone, how it started so wrong this season. Do you know what I mean? With like with Smichael yeah. leave, Smichael leaving a week before the start of the season. So there's obviously that they, instead of giving him a big send off. So there's something's gone on down there. Is the old, like just a typical cliche, but there is a bit of. Uh, but I think he's been sorted out. Just ironed out a few uh, um, bumps in the road. Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, they got. This looks like they got the togetherness back again. The the the, um, the squad. You know, what I mean, like sort of after the game yesterday, we stayed and they're all they're all in the huddle. I know we just battered Tottenham four one, but he seems to have got that um, belief back and confidence. So and a good cup run, like like we all want, get to the later stages, over the final of the FA Cup, and we can go this time to mm. Wembley. That that'd be great, really. It was yeah. a mid table yeah. plus a Wembley final. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, and then, mate, literally just before you before you go. Um, what gigs have you got coming up? Where can people come see you? Yes, well, I've got, we've got, I'm playing in London, um, uh, 22nd of February. That's at the Ballum uh, Theatre in, uh, uh, sorry, Bedford Theatre in Ballum. And then I'm playing a hometown gig at the Musician in Leicester, uh, Friday the 31st of March. And then I've got about uh, five, six, seven festivals throughout the um, throughout the summer. And then, but whilst I'm in the studio. Around work at the minute because I'm about to go back work and because uh, free kids don't pay for themselves, do they? So, <laughs> so just while the music's gone back to being a hobby, but I'm, doing, I'm in the studio night times and when I can weekends. Yeah. So there'll be there'll be a five track EP out uh, hopefully just after the summer, after summer dates, and then uh, I'm just I'm just looking I'm just booking. Um, I've got two dates already: in Manchester, and Liverpool for a, a few dates in October. So watch this space, man. I'll be back out there. Yeah, trying to get that a bit more. And, I see the kids are doing me heading, you see, so that's what I've got to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do a couple of tours. That's the way yeah, to do that's it, it, mate. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Even if I lose money, don't worry, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jersey, mate, you're absolute legend, mate. I really appreciate your time and coming on the pod. Thanks, you take thanks care, yeah? Thanks for having me on, lads. Yeah, nice one. Appreciate yeah, it. No Cheers, Cheers, Jersey. Take care, boys. Right, there we are, the brilliant Jersey bud. Love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's funny, you know, because he, he, he messaged me last week saying, oh, I'm playing in Bedford um, in Ballum, which is literally about five minutes away from from where i live but it's it's, it's, a, it's a midweek right and obviously i just can't go to the booze of midweek because as yeah probably mentioned well you boys know i have to get up in the middle of the high rocks place. no high rocks. <laughs> it, it, it's either high rock high rocks or, or or talk sport but unfortunately i have to get up for talk sport at three o'clock in the morning but anyway it's um i was i was going to mention this anecdote for jersey but decided kind of best of it but i've been chucked out of the bannum uh, the Ballum, the Bedford, a couple of times in in Ballum. The, the, the last one um, was very drunk. Um, did a bottomless brunch during the daytime and, and ended up in the Bedford later on in the evening. And I mean, obviously, I can't really remember, so I can't really tell you loads of the stories. But all I know is I have one picture um, of four of my mates picking me up and carrying me out. I'm a big boy and I'm literally dead weight. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I have that picture 
uh, on my Hinge profile. I mean, you lads are very unlikely to, to come across that. But um, for anyone else who ever sees that picture of me on Hinge with four lads carrying me out of a pub, that is in the Bedford, which is where you can go watch Jersey Bud uh, next week. Um, it's a ne- next Wednesday evening. It's a good boozer as well. Um, but anyway, really enjoyed that from, from Jersey. Um, let's have a, a few more minutes chatting about the game before we play Who Are You? and look ahead to, to Man United. Um, who from the outstanding performances? Don't we've not we've not mentioned Ian Nacho, have we? Um, let's do that. Uh, this has been dividing the the WhatsApp group throughout the course of the, of the last couple of weeks. I I think goes without saying I'm a massive fan of of Ian Acho and and have been for for a long time. Um, and I've been delighted that he's he's had his opportunity again and and is and he's taken that opportunity now. The the skeptics have already mentioned that maybe it's because his contract maybe is beginning to to run down a little bit and he's he's rediscovering some form. However, the believers will say that he's always kind of been this player, but has never really played in a, in a team which suited his style and he's never really then had the, the backing and, and belief of, of the manager, um, which is, of course, how I feel about it. Um, of course, he has his frustrations and isn't the perfect player and you know has at times you know put in poor performances. But I've always believed that there has been a, a really super player in there. And the last couple of weeks, the way that he he, he does drop in and, and link up that play, um, the passes through to Tete against Villa, um, for Barnes, for the one which was actually disallowed yesterday, which shouldn't have been disallowed. He picks up spaces and then finds areas which, which no other strikers really do. Um, he's very clever. He's very creative. He, he tries stuff. And yeah, as I said, he's he's not the perfect footballer. There are there are flaws to his game, but you'll see at the moment when he does drop into them holes, the way that Barnes and Tete run beyond him, and the way he finds them, and, and also then with Madison nice and tight to him, the way those two link up. Because again, he drops off and plays those ones and twos really nicely. I just think that um, he's a lot better than than some people are still giving him credit for. And I, I think that yes, he probably is enjoying a, a good bit of form. You know, and it, this, this this level of goals and assists isn't going to continue every game until the end of the season. But I do think that what he is showing right now is is the player that he is. Um, before we kind of get your lads' takes on this, I, I do want to mention this stat. And, and again, I know some people don't necessarily buy into this, but it kind of supports my argument that when I say that he, he has always delivered when he has been given an opportunity, because again, I know this is an incredibly long-winded monologue here, that people will say, well, he only scores goals in the Cup and in the Europa League and the FA Cup when he's playing against lower league opposition, which isn't incorrect. He, he's always scored goals in, in those games for us. Uh, but I saw this from Opta Joe on, on Twitter earlier on today, and it says, um, among players with 150-plus appearances in the Premier League, Kelechi Iheanacho ranks 10th all-time for minutes per goal or assist, which I <laughs> have to say I was very surprised by but at the same time, that does prove that when he has been given minutes, he has always got goals and assists. Now, look, if you look at the rest of the top 10 that are in there, it's the likes of, you know, your Henri's, your Aguero's, your, your Drogba's, your, your Canes. Now, I'm not for a single moment suggesting he's anywhere near that same level. And the minutes he would have played would have been a whole lot less because lots of these are substitute appearances. But still, it's 150 games where he's delivered goals and assists every 112 minutes and that is a bloody good return particularly when you say that it's been in a team that hasn't particularly suited his style um who wants to go first here in terms of jack glad you stick your hand up there jack your thoughts on the inacho 
I, what I've just I said. Don't, I don't disagree with anything you've just said. Mm. However, well, I do disagree with some bits. <laughs> the, idea, the idea that he's always been a great player for us is just like utter nonsense because he's not. The first, up until the Everton game under Rodgers, he, he was, I mean, in danger, like no one knew what to do with him um, because he was an expensive mistake. So he he's definitely turned it round under Rodgers. Um, sorry, if the noise is really bad in the background. I we can just about here, but it's fine. Mate. Okay, it's fine. fine. Yeah, like, they keep turning it up. Um, I'll ask them to put when you're smiling on in a minute. Um, so, <laughs> all, all so the first three, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> first three years he was here, he wasn't very good. Most of the time he needed to be here. He's needed to play in a two, mm. I think. He's quite, I describe him as quite a needy player because I don't really know whether he's a number nine or a number 10. Um, he he thinks he's a number 10. There's an interview with him in Nigeria saying he never plays in his proper position because Madison plays ahead of him. And it's like, well, Madison's a better player than him. Um, I think he's found his role in our system and I think that works for him. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I think he's doing well and long may it continue. But I think his, I think this idea that he doesn't play enough um, or hasn't played enough or is underutilised by the managers a bit it's a bit hindsight because, you know, for most of the time that he's been here, Vardy's been a better player than him. Um, and then over the last, I, I mean, he played in the Europa Conference League and um, he, I don't think he set the world alight at all. So, I, I mean, he's been, he's been very, very good last two games. Long may it continue. But I mean, he's still got, a, he's still got to prove for me that he is, he is the long-term option in that position. Yeah, I agree with you, Jack, which probably won't come as a, a surprise. Um, I, again, I don't disagree with what everyone says about Iheanacho, but for me, my main criticism was that you had to change the whole shape of the team to play him in a two. And that usually means not playing Barnes. Um, I mean, it is difficult when you're coming in and out of the side, especially as a striker. And a lot of the times I think he's come on with a bit of a hide into nothing where we need a goal and he might have got it. You know, not to say he'd been brilliant in the FA Cup, brilliant in, you know, cup competitions. And uh, that 2000, um, I can't remember the year, but the COVID season where we finished fifth, he carried us. I think he scored 15 um, that season. So, you know, there is no doubt there is a player there that said... Um, I think a lot, of, a lot of it with Kelechi is that it it kind of goes under the radar when he doesn't play very well. And, you know, the last two games, two goals, two assists in this system um, with Tete one side, Barnes the other, and especially with Madison in behind, mm. that does suit him. Um, the thing I will say is to be entirely convinced with him, I think for me, he's going to have to do it until the end of the season. Um, I don't know his contract situation, to be honest. Um, is it out, out, is it out uh, expired? He's got he's got eighteen months. So okay, he's got he's got Which, long enough. We, and the only reason I said that was because it's exactly when he went into form against. Uh, he had eighteen months to run, and uh, when he went on that hot streak, um, won us the FA Cup as well. Yeah, so I mean, he's got long enough on his contract. I think he'd have to prove it till the end of the season. But again, Vardy um, has been in and out, not been great this season. Daka. Exactly the same. And Kel does offer us something completely different to those two. Um, 
So that said, I mean, was it last or the last time I was on before last week? I think we were saying, you know, we could have a potential problem with Ianacho in the summer. What do we do with him? Mm. Um, and it feels like we've been here before. So if he carries on the last two games, like you know, like he has in the last two games to the end of the season, there's no doubt that he'll be the number one striker. But um, what what's the phrase? Is it two two swallows don't make a summer? Yeah, that's the one. There you yeah. go. Two, two games don't make a season. So mm. long yeah. continue, as Jack said. No, no, but like, look, I, I don't, again, massive disagree with, with anything you guys have said. Of course not. You know, it's it's, it's a game of opinion, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> but I do think as well, bigger picture stuff here with, with Vardy coming to the end. And I do think, you know, we all know my opinion on Daka, but I also think it's quite clear now. Well, not quite necessarily clear, but I get the feeling that, that Rogers is now of the same thinking that, that Daka perhaps isn't the future. And with all the work that the club have to do in the summer in terms of signings, if Ian Acho does now find this level, it saves us having to go out and buy another player where we're clearly going to have to buy loads already. Um, what's the Ric Flair rating of Ian Acho over the last couple of games? I mean, it's up there, isn't it? Um, it's pretty faultless the last two games because he's had another assist chucked off for Barnes yeah. yesterday, which would have yeah. been two yeah. goals, four assists in his last two <laughs> games, which is... You know, if I'm giving Tete tens, then you know, Seniorman's probably off the bloody scale. But um, <laughs> the thing with him is, he is the most baffling player you will ever see. You know, sometimes his first touch is a shot, isn't it? Mm. You know, it comes and you're like, bloody hell, he's about to put a window through. <laughs> um, but I love it. I, he's, as you said a few weeks ago, Jake, because uh, I think we were having this debate. And it was the unpredictability. I think Jack exactly. said he must be a nightmare to manage, and he is a nightmare to manage. But at the same time, that also brings its benefits, doesn't it? Because you don't it know does. what you're going to get. I've said before, you can start him in games and he can be diabolical. You can bring him on in games and he looks better. And it's almost like, I don't know what to do with him. But at the same time, he's he has had a lot of games. He has played a lot and he's been given chances. He's toiled in games. He's never been allowed to play five or ten games and be crap in five or ten games. Well, Vardy's had five or ten exactly. games and play crap. Now, yeah. I know Vardy's our best ever player, so he's earned the right. Dak has played five or ten games and been the absolute pits. And it's like, well, Vardy's injured. Ian actually can't play up front on his own. Dak still gets to play. Mm. I, at the minute... Ianacho's not playing badly, so we don't need to have that conversation. But I do feel like he's playing well, so he obviously starts, no brainer. But I feel like he also needs, if if he does it, a bit of a wobble, and we we toil again. Back him, let, let him play and see what happens. If after another few games, it's like no, he's never going to be our our main man. You've got to sell him in the summer because with a year to go. There's no point. This it's you just prolonging. It's like being in a relationship, isn't it? That you know, and then now and again they'll put on a, a nice dress and lipstick. You think, here we go, and then you know. So, but at the minute, obviously, is is the business, and mm. yeah, you can't you can't fault him. I I I think the point on giving him a run of games is is a very valid one. I, I I'm going to stick up for Dakar a little bit because. I'd argue in Dakar's first two years, he's shown far more than Kel did in his first two years, and he's still only 22. So, yeah, I think if Ian Acho tells us one thing, it's not to write off players too quickly. Um, and I'd actually say, like, 
I don't really know what Keller's good at. He's a very good finisher. And he's reasonably strong and he's reasonably quick. I look at Dakar's game and go, he's very fast. And I think he's probably as good a finisher as Kel. I mean, people might disagree with me on that, but I think he is a very calm finisher off both feet where I don't think Kel necessarily is. But um, So I, I, I see lots of potential in Dakar, but I, I think for me, up front is one position that I wouldn't necessarily worry about too much in the summer because I think you've got Kel... You've got Dakar, Vardy's probably got a year to go as well. So it's probably the year after. And actually, if you look at the amount of work the squad needs needs to be done on the squad, um, up front's probably not one of those at the moment. I mean, I was looking yesterday. We've scored, I can't remember, I think it's 39 goals now, maybe 36, but that's right up there. And under yeah. Brendan, we always score goals, which actually gives me real confidence about staying up. Like you compare that to Forest, who are on the same number of points. I think they've scored 17 goals or something. In 22 games so it, goal scoring is not necessarily the problem because we're getting it from other areas of the pitch as well so I, I think they're just uh, up front not an area I'm hugely concerned about and I would definitely be giving Dakar a bit of time because uh, um, because I, I, I see some potential there as well. Um, okay well we'll leave that there no doubt we'll revisit this uh, plenty of more times before the end of the season and probably next week as well. Um, I've just got a, a quick thought before we um, do. Who are you? There's a bit of Charlemagne there, wasn't it? <laughs> that was one of them. Um, who's supposed to be in charge of Who Are You today? It definitely wasn't me. I wasn't it. <laughs> before we play a game of Who Are You and we do this on the pod, does anybody have any idea who it's supposed to be? I think I've it actually hor- might be me. Yeah, I've got a horrible. Sleep, yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't me. I'm pretty sure I volunteered, yeah. but yeah, is it me? If, if you need a bit of time, uh, do you want to talk about Harvey Barnes amongst yourselves? Well, yeah, I've got, I've got a couple of fillers. I've got a player in my head, but I'm going to have to okay. quickly go on his Wikipedia and think of some clues. Okay. And whilst I do that, um, yeah, you, you you chat amongst yourselves, lads, as ever the professional podcast this is. Yeah, just just I thought Harvey Barnes was excellent yesterday. Um, and I, I, I say this completely smugly. It absolutely doesn't surprise me. Um, I think the fact that Madison's back in the team and Tete sort of balancing out the other wing makes him a much better player. I also think playing with Christensen helps him, and uh, and that was blindingly obvious. Um, you know, he's not he's not the type of player that you can just necessarily rely on to do things on his own. But when he plays like that, he's up there with any winger in the in the Premier League, and that's what eight goals now. Could have had a couple of could have had another goal. Could have had another. The cross for Cal was unbelievable. Um, so yeah, I'm really pleased to see. I'm sure we might get called rude things on the internet for sticking up for him again, but I thought he was, um, I thought he was excellent. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. And again, doesn't surprise me. I didn't hear Rogers post match. Um, I got told though, Rogers said it was a bit of a ploy because he knew that Tottenham would focus on Tete and they forgot about Barnes. And it was just great to see Barnes. He's got Christensen hairing down the outside of him. He can come inside because Ian Acho's given him some space or he can play a little one-two. Took his proper goal really well. Took his goal that was ruled out really well. And it looked like the Barnes of old where he was just full of confidence, running at players. Um, and yeah, I mean, was it eight goals? It doesn't, doesn't surprise me whatsoever. And when you've got that balance of Tete, Barnes the other side, Madison at 10. That is a top eight 
um, front three behind whatever striker it is. I mean, I'd be looking, whatever his contract situation is, I'd be looking to tie him down for as long as possible because I think he could be serious, serious money in the future. Um, but it's great to see. It's, it's, you know, we've been saying it for a while. Um, he's been shot of confidence. A lot of people have been getting on his back. Um, he did have a lot of room yesterday. They played 3-5-2 and I don't know if it was Tanganga on that side. But yeah, that Pedro Porro and a bit of a welcome to the Prem <laughs> playing against Barnes. You could get a bit of room when you went behind the wing back when you play 3-5-2. But yeah, I mean, he, he was absolutely outstanding. Um, and the only thing that was missing for me yesterday was a bit of samba, a bit of, bit of flair from Tete. So hopefully we get to see that next week. Are you ready? He'll be back. He'll be back, don't you worry, Joe? Yeah. yeah, we're ready. Right. Jake's done his research, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> right, here we go. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who are you? You. No, not me, you. Yes, I am you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you? Wait a minute. Who are you? Yes, thank you, lads. Remember to turn it off. Yes, I will do. Um, so it's time for Who Are You? I'm going to fade the music out now and then get rid of it because, yes, like everyone else, I now get PTSD when I hear that music. Um, right, so uh, I'm in charge for Who Are You? Apparently, um, I've quickly got one together, although I did think of uh, this player a couple of weeks ago, um, so it wasn't completely um, plucked from midair. Um, Rick, by the way, you're two from two, aren't you? Rick is undefeated. He's never been beaten. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I am. I know. And Jordan, Apart have you won one yet? Rick, I got, Rick I've got win one. Hold You've on. Got one. Hold on. Rick didn't win. Was. Rick played last week and didn't win. So he's not two from two. Did he not? I did. I was doing it, Jack, last yeah, week. Yeah, he was in charge. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Fighting talk. <from laughs> he is, isn't he? Oh. All right, Jack. To be fair, Jack, Jack, Jack did claim that he got Joey De Johnson about five seconds before me when he was listening to it I did. Uh, in Australia. And I did, because I know his dad's a manager. Yeah, yeah, but that's what everyone ahead, says when they listen to the You're a day ahead of mate. us. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, anyway, let's get going, shall we? First clue today, uh, I was born on the 10th of June at 1975. And um, yeah, I just hope that makes me 47 years of age. Okay. Yep, nobody's going to get that, but just so you've got an idea. Of Julian Watts. <laughs> it's it's not Julian Watts, but I love the guess. Um, my middle name is Malcolm. It's of no relevance, but I like the fact his middle name is Malcolm. <clears throat> I feel like, so he would have been 24 in the year 2000. Or 25. Just Yeah. Because, yeah. Andy MP. No, it's not. <clears throat> so he could have played either side at the turn of the millennium. So, I mean, the first two clues, we're not going to get it, are we? Well, um, well, I joined Leicester City in the year 1999. I was Paul part Gil- of... Paul the, No, I was part of the League Phil Cup Gilchrist, winning side in 2000. However, I was cup-tied. Mm. Arnica Larkson. It's not... Know, his middle, right? name, middle name's not likely to be no, Malcolm. Malcolm it. But... It, no, no, it's not. <laughs> That'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Oh, no. Malcolm, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Robert Ullathorne? It's not. 
No. Right. Now, I'll be honest at this point, because this isn't a really rogue player. At this point, if you know the player, you'll probably get it. So this is the key clue for me. In the, the year 1997, I was called up by the England squad for... Darren Eady. Le Tournoir. Although I never went on to win a full cap. The correct answer is Darren Malcolm Eady. Oh, well done, Jack. Jack, very good. How come you knew that? The, the, did you remember that, that squad from 1997? Tournoir? Uh, yeah. Well, he, I, I was trying to think who didn't... Who we signed. We signed him for like three million, didn't we? Midway yeah. through the season. Very highly rated player. Uh, riddled with injuries. Riddled with injuries. He was yeah. too quick for his own body, weren't he? It was like yeah. he was <laughs> nobody was. He was. Yeah. I mean, that's um, you may know. I know Darren very well. Worked with Darren for years, um, and that's why I wanted to include his middle name because he hates his middle name. Um, but of course, Darren was was at Norwich and and was incredible. Um, he and then the only reason, obviously, Leicester bought him was because at the time that the club was going to fold. It was not too dissimilar to a Matt Piper scenario that, that Delia Smith actually brought him into the into the boardroom and said, "Look, if you don't leave, the club may go under." You know, he didn't want to leave Norwich, and it was only because his, he had family from Leicester, which is why he, he chose to, to sign for Leicester at the time, and because it was the closest Premier League team to, to Norwich. But he never really wanted to leave. Um, but as you said, you know, riddled with, with with knee injuries, I think he had over twenty seven um, altogether in the end. And to this day, Darren can't run for kind of more than 20, 30 minutes without his knees just flaring up. Um, but top bloke is, is, is Darren Eady. An absolute shame that we never got a fully fit Darren Eady because he was incredible. He wasn't. And three million quid at the time was a big outlay by the club. But in the end, he scored scored twice in, in, in four games. It was a record games. signing, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so a, a real shame we, we, we didn't get more of a player out of him. But... Um, it's interesting though because I've, I've spoken to Darren lots about that team from that era, which is of course you know your Jerry Taggart, your Robbie Savage, Matty Elliott, and then he, and he talks about that era of, of what it was like in terms of the culture, like particularly with, with, with drinking. And I mean, Darren's not a big lad and isn't a big drinker, never has been, but he says that you know back in in the day, that's basically if you couldn't hack it, if you couldn't drink with the lads, you know you really struggled to to kind of fit in. And he said he what had no problems fitting Taylor? in. Um, to know what I don't know, I've got great stories about Trevor Benjamin and Stan Collymore. Um, he wasn't a big fan of, of Robbie Savage, and it's interesting actually because you know it's very rare you hear ex players talk badly about former teammates, I find. But you ask Pipes and you ask Darren about anyone that I mean, they didn't really completely get along with, and the only player they ever mention is Robbie Savage, and I do find that interesting. They never like they never slam him, they never horror about him, but. If you ever say who's the one player you got on with least, it's always it's always Robbie Savage. Um, but yeah, no, Darren said literally back in the day when they used to train, more often than not, they just end up at the boozer afterwards and they'd be there all afternoon, just drinking. And and, and that's kind of what it's like the, the drinking culture. And you know that was part of the the team spirit and the, and the team building. It just makes you think now, you know, because this is long before Twitter and, and any social media. What would be like if the blokes were down the pub getting absolutely leathered? The reality is it didn't really hinder off you know affect their performances back then did it and what a great team that was well I thought that would be the best team I'd ever see in my lifetime and I would have only been 11 in 2000 uh, but three League Cup finals I went to all three my first one was Palace and uh, the playoffs sadly missed the three before um, but yeah I mean what was it seven trips to Wembley in 10 years mm. and I went to four of them um, which I, I was always very proud of anyway because I always used to say this was before we were any good properly. I said, oh, well, I've seen my team four times at the old Wembley. 
Um, not many teams can say that, but now, you know, Wembley's our second home, and it we'll be that we'll be back there this season. So, no surprise. Mm. <laughs> um, right. Should we uh, look ahead to next week or this coming weekend? Yeah, let's do that. So we've got over the hurdles of, of Villa and Spurs with with flying colours, but the the tests continue to to kind of come our way and and. <laughs> With similar levels of, of difficulty, and it's it's United and then Arsenal, but United up first. Um, I was there last year at, at Old Trafford, um, and we played really well. If people remember, uh, this was the the goal that was ruled out, wasn't it? it was Ian Atcher fouled Varane, Madison scored that one was ruled out, ended up drawing. But anyway, it was a really good performance on the day. Gutted we didn't win it, um, and I'm I'm now pretty excited by this by this game, and um, yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> What would we make of United first and foremost? Because they're they're actually up there, whereas in the last couple of years they they maybe haven't, and that that Old Trafford fortress has, has kind of just not been much of a fortress. But um, Jordan, I think it's fair to say that it's it's probably going to be the toughest trip up there in 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 a good few years, isn't it? Just because of how good they're playing at the moment. You look at the likes of Rashford and, and Garnacho and that pace that they've got. You know, f- for a long time, I'm actually quite fearful of the players they've got. Yeah, I, I mean, since we came back up, I, I seem to think we've got a reasonable record lately at Old Trafford. Um, Ten Hag seems to have got them on the same sort of hymn sheet this year. Although that said, uh, Rashford's in the form of his career and he, he's carrying them at the minute, I think. So if you can keep Rash quiet, then I think we've got a good chance. Um, I don't think that, you know, they're still up to, up to much at the back. I mean, Maguire played against <laughs> Every time it gets me. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, when I saw that lineup, I thought it was Maguire at left back and Shaw centre half. Yeah, he's like to play Shaw there, doesn't he? That'd be um, hilarious, wouldn't it, if he got shoved out to the left? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I say, Rashford. Um, you know, sorry to digress slightly, but England are playing in in uh, Naples, playing Italy, the first qualifier. For me, he's the first name on the team sheet for the for the national team. So. Um, He's on absolute fire at the minute, and I love that Garnacho. Um, Rick That's probably, player, well, Rick probably knows. You know, he's the transfer guru. He, he's one that I'd love to get on loan next season if they can get a winger in United. But look, seven points out of the last uh, three games include Walsall. We've not lost in four, which you know we've got to take everything we can get at the minute. So we'll say it's four games um, rather than three unbeaten. And look, the lads are going to be going there full of confidence now, and so is Brendan and. I mean, you'd snap your hand off for a point. And to be honest, if we get beat and play well, I'm not that bothered. As long as the performance levels don't drop and we we, we show that we're competing, then that'll do me. To be honest, um, but yeah, but that, that is that is the thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. When you when you go into a run of fixtures like this, is that and the position that we were in the league, it puts a hell of a lot of pressure on you. But but Rick, the fact that we have now got them back to back wins it does take the pressure off now, doesn't it, in, in terms of those games? Because if you got to the second one and the third one and you still hadn't won, you know, you, you'd been kind of just looking at the fix, just thinking, where's this next win going to come from? But it takes the pressure off the lads now, doesn't it? And also, they're playing well as well. So it's, it's a pretty good recipe and yeah. pretty good position to be and mindset to be going into a game at, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, you know, these run of fixtures didn't look overly um, enthralling, did they? Even after last week, you're still thinking, oh, We've got Spurs, Man United and Arsenal. It could still be horrible, but I feel like we've earned almost, not a free hit next weekend, but we, mm. we're going into it with confidence. 
And I know it makes no difference because they're under a new regime. But re in recent years, Man United have not been a massive problem for us. I think because under Solskjaer and then um, Ranić or whatever his name is, they never used to press. So, you know, it, it, in previous seasons, if teams didn't press us, we, we didn't tend to have much trouble. Um, I don't know now at the minute about teams pressing or not pressing because we've been a bit all over the place this season. But, yeah, I, I think we've got to go into it confident. Um, Jack's said earlier about, you know, it, it did... Um, probably be a blessing in disguise that Yuri was out and Mendy had the performance of his career for Leicester because, you know, you perhaps do need that bit more solidarity there, even though Mendy, Mendy's like five foot one. What we do next weekend on, on that midfield mix, we'll leave that probably for, for Brendan to choose. But yeah, you've got to, um, you've got to be quietly confident. Um, my only concern that Jordan just said about Rashford is Rashford, if he's playing sort of, that left side, um, all you know, sort of roaming in. I know Garnacho plays there as well, but if he's up against Castagna, he's probably our weakest link at the minute behind Danny Ward. But again, Castagna's due probably a, a good performance or two because he's got it in him. So, yeah, you, I don't know. I'm, you're just happy and relaxed, whereas two weeks ago, that's a, it's a horrible fixture, isn't it, that you don't want? Mm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about those matchups, Jack, and, you know, Suter against Veghorst, comfortable with that. Um, it probably is really if 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 Rashford was playing on the other side up against Christiansen, I'd love to see that battle because I think it's exactly the kind of thing he'd relish, isn't it? But um, yeah, with, with Castagna, obviously he's, he's he's a long way from being a liability. But um, the way that Rashford is playing right now, he's he's getting the best of pretty much every fullback there is, isn't he? He is. He's playing very very well, um, and. Yeah, I think it falls on Timmy, but also like that's probably why the balance of the midfield is quite important because Rashford does dip inside and sort of get into those sort of half spaces there. So, so yeah, I mean, I thought Castagna was better yesterday than he was. I thought Villa, he was very poor. Um, yeah, no, same. Uh, and um, I, I thought he was all right yesterday. I think he's he's pretty steady as a player. I mean, he's, he's sort of 7 out of 10 most weeks, so... Um, so yeah, and I, th I think he is slightly a, a, a better defender than like Ricardo or, or most of our other fullbacks. Although I think Christian Christiansen's making a case that he's the, he's our best defensive fullback as well. So so yeah, I mean I, I think um, I think that's that's a challenge. Their wingers are are very strong. I think Veghorst um, against Suter will be a big uh, a good challenge. Um, I really like Suter. I think he's he's got like a I think where has gone sort of full chaos again and is flying into tackles which is great to see but I think that's because he's got a guy next to him that's not doing that and I think uh, you know uh, I think Harry's defending forward as as Brendan says but he just seems really calm and really chilled I think there yeah. was there was I, I don't know if you saw it there was an interview Optus who do the do the sports yeah, I saw out it, here yeah. it's just very like it just seems like he's having a very nice time and just mm. enjoying every minute um and um, I worried a little bit about his pace, but he's got he's got great mobility, great with the ball at his feet. You know, I don't I don't think um, he's probably not going to hit the levels of Fafana as a centre back, but he's absolutely perfect for us. And as you know, uh, he's probably a, a Johnny Evans replacement. I, I think at the moment he's he's shown in two games he's he's a better player than Johnny Evans is now, and 
Johnny Evans has been one of our best ever defenders. So, um, so that's there's no greater compliment I can I can pay him. I mean, long way to go, clearly. Um, but yeah, I, I think the the balance of whilst we are conceding goals, the balance of the defence looks looks all right. And um, yeah, hopefully Timmy can um, regain his form a little bit. But um, but yeah, I think you know it's not a bad time to play him. I don't think we've mentioned they're playing. Barcelona on Thursday night as well, which is a massive yeah. game for them. So Sunday, it's not Thursday, the worst Sunday. time to be playing Man U and Arsenal with the European games coming back in. Although I can't work out who Arsenal have got in the Euro. I think the Europa starts a bit later, but there's a lot of games for these sides. And actually, you know, hopefully we see the benefit of us playing once a week now, which which we've not done for a for a very very long time. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said about the the defence there and, and Suter and, and Evans for sure. Um, and yeah, that part of that interview, which I liked most of all, if people haven't seen it, he gets asked, you know, how he prepared uh, to play up against Harry Kane. And he just basically said, well, just like a whatever game, which is basically just saying Harry Kane is a championship striker. And that's that's how he viewed him and that's how he dealt with him. And he did. He did absolutely brilliant. Um, Jordan, before we we, we finish um, in a few minutes time, we've got to mention Ricky P, haven't we? Uh, got a big standing ovation yesterday. He made his way back out onto the pitch for the first time this season great to see and I flew straight into a couple of tackles and I'm probably doing the same thing as everybody else when he does that now I'm thinking no please just take it easy you know don't go too hard on him he's he's a bit fragile bless him um I was a little bit surprised that he's he's come back in again quite quickly I, I do get a little bit concerned because he's only played one game hadn't he for the then 23s you know when people have been out for that long I can't help but feel personally he should play a few more games before coming back into the first team but anyway I'm going to trust the the medical team at, at Leicester I probably shouldn't yeah exactly see all your faces there um but anyway irrespective it was great to see him back out there and obviously hoping and praying he can stay fit because if he does stay fit it's going to be like a new sign isn't it because we know what he's capable of doing yeah, new, a new signing again. We've signed yeah, Ricardo again. three times now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was the same when he come on. I've been there <laughs> myself, done my done my knee, and I came on for ten minutes at the end, got absolutely nailed, and then didn't play again for another six months. So I know what it's like. And he went in for two or three, not like crunching tackles, but he got his body in. He's low, and he gets his body in. And I just thought, oh god, he just all you need to do is fall on your knee. Like, well, Ben Tancur did it, didn't he? It looked like he did his knee. Um, yeah, apparently it, it might be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was wincing a little bit, but great to see him. Great ovation. Seeing his um, social media posts, and he he looks like he's absolutely buzzing to be back. So hopefully he gets a few more games in the under twenty threes or wherever, um, and gets back to proper fitness. Because if and we've said this before, and we say it about JJ, but if he can get back to the heights, yeah, that he showed. I mean, what a player. Yeah, would you start him against Blackburn? That's quite probably an ideal situation, isn't it, to give him an hour or 45 minutes? Yeah, you say that. I mean, we were talking yesterday in the pub, weren't we, about uh, the manager will be saying to the medical team, is he ready? There's no point in asking the player because he'll say, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. I'd like, be knocked out cold and you wake up. It's like, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, blo- the bloke's played with a broken leg before and an ACL, didn't he, against Villa that first time and then when Tyler Morton clattered him. Liverpool, so he'll What's ever happened on, to Tyler Morton, by the way? I was you know, he plays the he other day. Plays for Blackburn, I think. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. I literally thought about that the other day. Oh, Where is great. he? I, need... I didn't so know that. Maybe don't, yeah. maybe don't play him against Blackburn yeah. then. Yeah, maybe not. That's true, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just twigged what Jack said. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just checked. He uh, he plays for Blackburn. 
Right, so, okay. yeah. Maybe, maybe not. He a bit of revenge, but I think exactly. he that for Vardy. Yeah, so we'll, we'll set Suter on him. Mm, we'll do that, maybe. Have, um, you, right. uh, have you seen that photo of Suter and Madison? No, I haven't. <laughs> just standing next to each other. Like, yeah. Suter is like double the size of him. Uh, he is an and if, giant. If you want some Australian... You know the answer to this because I've sent it to you, but if you want some Australian-based... Uh, quiz uh a quiz question that harry suter is the second tallest player to ever play for australia the tallest player also played for leicester Spider Kalak. 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 yeah, yeah cool. uh, most yeah. famous for coming on and not doing anything yes exactly yeah. <laughs> I, think he's most famous. I think he's most famous for getting, like winning the champions league with ac yeah. milan but yeah yeah, yeah. Depends what part of the world, obviously, us, in yeah. Leicester. Yeah, exactly. Uh, lads, is there anything else you want to mention? Um, kind of any other business time before we wrap up the episode? I, no? have, I have one. Yes, go for it. Well done to the, the ladies today. They beat Liverpool, Hannah Kane with the goal, and they've now won two. Nice. Um, so they're crawling back um, the, the point difference at the bottom of the WSL. So good to see the club are on the up all round. Mm. Yeah, no, like that. Good mention. Um, and I just want to mention as well. So this is kind of for, for the benefit of the listeners, but also kind of you, Rick, is that next week we, we've got Arsenal, haven't we? Yeah. And a little heads up, um, right. hoping to get Laura Woods on the podcast. Don't get too excited, everyone. I'm sure Laura will come on and do us a favour. Now, Rick, the reason why I'm directing this in your way is because you, you penned some beautiful words about Tete, a week yep. or so ago, I would like you to not creep Laura out because she's heard it all before, mate, a million times, but I'd love yeah. you to write a poem for Laura. Could you do that for us? Not a problem. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. It won't be, there won't be anything. There'll be none of that <laughs> funny business involved. No. So, do we, yeah. do we not have a poem this week? We, we don't have a well, poem this week. Um, no, I did a little one for Nampalis Mendy, didn't I, yesterday? Mm. Yeah. Do, you want me, do you want me to recite that? Is it is it fit for purpose, do you think? Oh, that was very good. I can't remember yeah. it, but the fact you had to ask the question usually means no. Well, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, doesn't I, it? I, tr- I tread a fine line, don't I? With... <laughs> you do. It, but fuck it, go on. a man named Nampalis who leathered it right up Spurs' Aris. He scored his first goal for Leicester in seven years and Brendan was back in the changing room quoting Ray Mears. Up the Mendy, up the fucking city. What a beautiful and brilliant way to end the episode. Rick, you've got a beautiful way of words, my man. You've got a week. Start writing something about Laura, but keep it nice and clean because I have to work with a lady. And then, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, just could make things really awkward Cheers for me, so don't do that. So anyway, look, I really enjoyed uh, this week's episode. Hope everyone has as well. Man United up next. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the week. And yeah, good luck to see you at the weekend. Podcast Network.